I'd rather be a tourist than a traveler. So it's a matter of doing what your heart wants and your belief system and your belief system and question the belief. So a lot of people are programmed that, you know, you get great grades, uh, you get married, go to college, have kids, buy a house, eh, la, 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 la. And how many of those people are miserable? A lot. Oh, no kidding. All right. Yeah. And the sec what happens is this is where the midlife crisis comes. You reach a time and space and you wake up and you're miserable and you wonder why. Well, you weren't living your life story. You were living the pre-story of what your parents programmed you, what this life is supposed to be. So when you start resonating from your heart filled and doing what your heart wants, you come alive. Your spirit comes alive. You're living from your spirit self versus your soul self. With no limitations, what does your perfect day look like? What if it's possible to live like that every day? Would you wake up after 9am, have perfect health, maybe fire your boss, have the money and freedom to do what you love most? The world is your oyster. Where would you be? Who would you be with? The possibilities are endless. Whether you believe it's possible for you or not, you can make more, work less, and live free. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio, where entrepreneur, best-selling author, world traveler, and adventurer, Bryce Robertson and special guests crack the code on money, health, relationships, spirituality, and having fun doing what you love most. Be inspired to create your own self-designed freedom lifestyle. G'day and welcome back to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson, and today, my friends, I'm going to ask you to follow along with today's discussion, having an open mind to explore the possibility of things that may not be in your current realm of awareness or consciousness or even belief system. I want to reiterate here at Freedom Hack Radio, we explore the many ways to grow our financial wealth, improve our health, deepen our relationships, deepen our spirituality, and spend more time doing what we love most. And today, we're going to touch on health and spirituality in ways that are more than likely outside the box for many of you. Just remember that our goal here is to explore different possibilities, improving our health and deepening our spirituality so that we can then enhance the other areas of our life and make life an easier, more free and more fulfilling experience. I know that not everything we discuss here at Freedom Hack Radio is going to be a good fit for everybody every time. For example, sometimes we might be talking about real estate investing, yet you, the listener, is sitting there going, yeah, but I only really want to make money investing in gold and silver. Uh, and um, you know, maybe we're discussing the meaning of reading our dreams, where some of you, all you want to do is just read the Bible. And so like, I get it. Um, and that's the cool thing about Freedom Hack Radio, because we explore all possibilities and you'll know what's the right fit for you at the right time. But one thing I asked uh, all of you to do is if you're watching or listening right now is to at least hear things out, consider them as possibilities, and then you decide what's a good fit for you. You know, if, if I had have stuck to, to only listening to the things that were already in my knowledge base and already in my comfort zone and already in my current belief system, then I can guarantee I wouldn't have achieved financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom, and I wouldn't be sitting here speaking with you today. 
So here at Freedom Hack Radio, we explore all possibilities of freedom. And today we have a very special guest, Tonya D. Tonya is a holistic charm medium. Tonya is an energetic healer, and she's fully committed to awakening your spirit to increase the frequency to a level of excitement, love, consciousness, attraction, and manifestation. Tonya's courageous. She's had a mind-boggling adventure and journey through life. She's eager to heal, and she does this through her online teachings. She has a YouTube channel, a podcast, and video series. And, and oh my, does Tonya have an interesting story. Tonya, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I'm curious where we're going to go <laughs> with this, to be honest. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's going to be a really exciting conversation. And, you know, first off, I have to start with a really, really important question. Tonya, what's giving you the most gratitude today? Uh, today, earlier today, I would absolutely say nature in the weather. Um, I connect with nature daily differently than the average Joe. Um, and when I say nature, I mean all things in nature, like the trees, the wind, it could be a fire, it could be an animal, um, walking my dog in the park. So just gratitude for being in the beingness of the spirit of the world. All right. That's awesome. I actually have very similar experiences. Um, I, I love weather. I love it when it's like windy and sometimes it's cloudy or maybe it's like snowing. Like I embrace it all. I love it. It's, it's really cool to have such variety and awesomeness in nature. That's really cool. So, you know, Tonya, I think the only appropriate place to start this conversation so people can get you to get, get to know you on a deeper level is um, <clears throat> beginning with your highly impactful childhood. I mean, you had a near death experience and, and being in a coma. Like what happened? Oh, it happened. You know, that's curious as always, you know, and near death experiences. Um. I can honestly say I didn't ever see a white light. I knew I was in another dimension with beings that were, um, I, I, I resonate with the 11th dimension. There were 11 of them and I was like the 12th. And uh, I, I could see between worlds while I was there and I recognized when they sent me back. And that's actually when I saw the light was when I came back in. Because um, I had been in um, a coma and kind of in a critical care unit for a time. And when I came back, I had needles. In hindsight, it reminded me of the movie The Matrix. When he's in The mm. Matrix and he's got things attached everywhere. Um, oh, that's yeah. what yeah. it looked like to me. I had a total blood transfusion. Um, I had to learn how to walk again, all these things that to the average person would seem horrific or tragic. But to me, I always say I was blessed with a near death experience because I went back to get the memo. It was like a earthly initiation and I didn't get all my downloads. So I had to go back and just get more information. And then I started, um, downloading information like books that I had never heard of. I didn't know what Buddhism was. I grew up in a small town that would remind somebody of Mayberry with the Andy Griffith show. 
Like we had our own theater. We had our drugstore that you could literally get ice cream in still. It it was just a very small town. And um, after I came back, I, I mean, I totally forgave my neighbor. Like there was this weirdness, you know, the anger and the emotions that come with death because we fear what we don't understand. But I knew in my heart the forgiveness. It wasn't like she woke up that day and said, hey, I'm going to take Tanya out. Even though she ran me over twice, there was this jarring effect that happened. And um, I remember asking my mom years ago, like, what it looked like. And she, she just said that my legs, this might get graphic, but she said that they were twisted around like a rag. So they literally had So you got hit by a car. Yeah. So you got hit by a car, right? Right. And your and your legs twisted around like a like a rag, like you're wringing out a t-shirt. Exactly. And all I could remember at okay. that moment in how, how old were you? I was seven. Seven years old. Okay. And all I could remember at that moment laying there is like I wanted them to unbury my legs. Like I couldn't move my legs. I couldn't see my legs, but they felt like they were buried in the ground. It was um, really crazy. But I also remember the entire neighborhood because I, I grew up on a dead end street. Um, this accident happened in winter, like right before Christmas. Um, and I remember the neighbors were a circle around my body. So I, I knew like later in time and space, my neighbor, they held space for me right? In a circular space, like it creates a a portal when people are going to shift to the other world, it creates a portal and it opens it up where when you're in tune, you can actually see the portal and the spirit, the essence of who you are goes through the portal. So, so I was just going to say, so just kind of like back it up a little bit. So you're seven year old, seven years old, get hit by a car, your legs are all wrung up. And then like you get in a situation where now you're like, are you immediately in a coma or are you sort of like bouncing in and out of consciousness or, or what's happening? So at this point I'm, I'm bouncing in and out of consciousness. I remember laying there and they literally had to take a metal sheet and slide under me because they didn't know how bad the damage was. And I remember getting in the ambulance at this point and going in and out of consciousness. And then by the time I was at the hospital, I was gone. So, and mind you, I, I didn't know I was gone. I, I just, I mean, I was in a whole nother world that was so magical I was angry for seven years when I came back into this dimension. It took me seven years to literally climb back in my skin, in my body, because I could vector at, at will at any given moment to go back and forth. And then it opened up channels of telepathy to where I could have conversations with animals, like have, like, like you would see in a movie, literally. It was, magical and I just remember one day vividly I was on my horse and mind you I had to learn how to walk again I was home like this was a lot of time just climbing in just the healing aspect of learning how to bend my legs again like I was in traction I had pins 
So this was a while, but once I learned how to walk again, I was able to ride a horse that I grew up with. And I lived in the mountains. So like I said, I was really lucky. And I remember going on my horse and having a conversation with the fox. And we were having this magical conversation. And all of a sudden, the fox literally peeked up, looked at me, said it needed to leave because man was coming, right? So the fear of the traditional man versus my spirit self, the fox ran away. And then I saw it every time I went. It was like the fox knew I was coming. We'd have this conversation like Snow White. And then he would disappear. So you, so you're like seven years old, you get in the accident, you go into a coma. How long were you in the coma for? Over a month. So what's interesting is every year since this happened, every year come December 15th, I literally feel myself leave my body. So I appear here physically, but energetically, most of me is on the other side until the new year arrives. And then I slowly start coming back in again. So for like 15 days, at the end of every year, 15 days, you have an experience of of mainly being somewhere else. Absolutely. 100%. So, okay. So let's go back to that month. So in that month, you were, you were, you were technically, you were in a coma. So from the outside, like your mom looking at you would go, okay, like Tonya, she's, she's out right now. She's completely like unconscious. What was your experience like during that month? What happened? So like I said, I was with these beings on the other side, the androgynous. There was no male, female. I knew they were androgynous. Um, they had symbols. Uh, the one that I is still my spirit guide had a symbol of the Star of David or the Merkabah. And I highly, I use the Merkabah all the time when I do healings. Um, just because I understand the spins of the different triangles and the color and the shape. So I work a lot with gold, silver, purple, and like true purple, black, green. Like there's so many things I can do with this Merkabah, but my my spirit guide, I can't say his name in human language, <laughs> but um, okay. I, I just call him David. That seems to work. He always shakes his head no, but that's just what our joke is. Um, so David always guides me and directs me. He um, warns me of bad situations. Like I just get a feeling like a literal, like a wave little push and like pull me back out of wherever I might be. Um, I've seen in between worlds, like tears in our universe to where I can see what's I guess what you would call it is future possibilities in time and space and polling. It's really, um, it's hard to explain, but it's very magical. And it's a sphere. It's a consciousness sphere where you can like pop out and then pop in, like diving into a swimming pool almost. So this happened went for a month when you're seven years old. And then, cause I was going to say like, how would you know that that wasn't like a dream or whatnot? But you're saying that since then you have been able to tap into that same experience um, and expand on that experience 
for the rest of your life. You, you're clearly not seven years old anymore. So obviously it's been a while since that experience has happened. And, and so it, it opened up a whole nother dimension for you and you've been able to tap into that dimension. Is that correct? Absolutely. So the, like I see tears in the universe all the time. I see like s- snow where snow will create a perfect wall of alignment and then nothing over here. And nobody else will even pay attention, right? And nature has these codes of everything. It's like when people go into nature, you can literally heal yourself because the beings in nature, that's kind of what they do. They're scrubbing up the universe right now, energetically, um, within different dynamics of just like a tree's energy, there's an entire village of beings that live in a tree. And obviously, the older the tree, the, the bigger the village. Um, even when I think of like ants or worms or bugs, right? They have purpose to clean the earth plane. That's their job. That's what they were created for. So us disrupting the earth plane with chemicals is creating a lot of this chaos on our earth plane because mother earth knows what to do. That's why these bugs are here. That's why different animals have different purposes, right? It's just connecting with that rhythm and the frequency that is innate to the beingness of the beings that are actually here on the planet. So you have this experience in other dimensions and you're saying it's like a, it's like a very harmonious, euphoric experience. Um, it's amazing. And then you, you enjoy the nature here in, um, in this dimension. And then what does that actually feel like when you're in a city or you're surrounded by like tons of buildings and, and, and things like that? Do you get like a very opposite feeling? Do you feel like very disharmonious and, and like, do you want to get out of there? What does it feel like? (laughs) Depends on the city. (laughs) Um, So different cities carry different energetic vibrations. So you have the energy of the earth plane, the vibration of the city, and then you have your personal body vibration. It's as unique and individual as your thumbprint. That's how I see it. And then you have the energy vibration of the heavens or the cosmos. It's different every place on the planet. None are the same, just like people are not the same. We all have our characters, um, positive, negative, skin color, hair color, whatever. The universe doesn't care. The greater universe, like every body here is here to experience the highest vibration of love and creation and experience possible. It's like I titled um one of my free series, love the skin you're in. And I literally mean love the skin you're in. When you carry a high vibration of love, like not just within yourself, but to others, that vibration comes back to you. But if you're not authentic in your love, you attract the lower vibration frequency of love because you're not frequenting the higher frequency of your authentic love self, if that makes sense. And so this is on an emotional level, right? You're talking about the emotional level of love, having a frequency. And then like, how, how else does that translate into other areas of our life? Like, do you think that there's 
food frequencies and things like this as well? Absolutely. There, there is, um, there's frequencies on everything. Like if you were to go, this is why I love nature, like nature as a force for healing the body on all these frequencies, vibrations, whatever you want to call it. When you're out in nature, nature carries a higher vibration frequency. So if you're in a funk, depressed, angry, whatever it is, just being out in nature and tuning into the sounds of nature, whether it's the birds, a fire crackling, a river cascading, um, all of that frequency and signature sound can actually pull out all the debris that's funking up your system. Wow. So it's like an overcharge. It's like, okay, that's awesome. I I mean, I definitely feel that myself and I I really love um, going out into nature and just like ripping my shoes off and walking around in my board shorts and just being barefoot and feeling the wind and feeling the rain and all these kinds of things. It's, It's like a beautiful feeling. Um, I know that earthing has been explained to me on a scientific level, but, you know, I don't know how to explain the rest of it. I know it feels really good. Um, And you're saying that all these things have different frequencies? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So interestingly enough, I, um, I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I go hiking a lot. And one day I went like for a 10 hour hike and I put on the wrong socks. So I get up to this waterfall after eight hours. And obviously I have blisters, but what was fascinating about the way down is I ended up walking down eight hours barefoot and the vibration of the earth, every step, like some spaces were hard dirt with rocks. Some were wet dirt with moss. Some was just muddy. So I was feeling all these just in the soil itself, right? So you have water of the earth wood of the earth, softness of the earth, dryness of the earth, the heat of the earth, the scratchy minerals of the earth. So I was feeling all these frequencies that are just in the earth itself, not including the magic that was whispering in the trees when the wind came or the vibration of a pine needle versus a big leaf from an oak tree. There's all these things. And then you have the sounds, right, of nature. And when you start tuning in to the frequency and the vibration of the elements, whether it's through the birds, a bee humming, whatever, they all have signature sounds. And all those sounds actually resonate and frequent our energy being too. Because what I am is actually essentially a part of you as well. So we're all, this gets more dynamic, but so when sometimes what I see is the cell, I can go down and see your cell. (laughs) So cells out in the galaxy, like, and then it creates this grid of cells. And the only reason I know they're cells is because of a shape of a cell, right? And how a cell separates and then comes together and creates geometry. So all these things, like we're all a collective oneness field. So what affects me actually affects you, my dog, the wall, whatever it is. So just shifting the frequency of the entire planet. Now that's 
what gets disturbing because the planet right now is not loving of itself. Right now it's in fear. And energetically, when I can go out, I call it going out on the galactic highway or the grid and seeing the multiverse of what's happening to raise the frequency and the vibration of the planet. That is um, that is tough. <laughs> What would you say the most effective way is to raise the frequency of the planet? Would it be something uh, um, as simple as getting enough conscious beings to actually raise their own frequency? And now you've got like millions or billions of people raising a frequency. Absolutely. Um, or, or is there, or is there other things that we could do in our environment, like feng shui kind of things um, like assuming that an, an oil refinery is bad feng shui for the planet or something like this? So again, like what I think what's uh, I've noticed, I'm sure the whole world has noticed with um, this collective shutdown, Mother Nature is healing herself at a rapid speed. She knows what to do. So what I find about humanity and people, they don't like to be alone with themselves. They find that really awkward to be in solitude and alone, right? But energetically, we don't have to do that. We can speak telepathically through people. We can Zoom like you and I are doing, phone calls, etc. because there's still a frequency there and a vibration. So when I said the energy of the earth plane, that is feng shui. The earth grid carries its own signature vibration. Um, me in Salt Lake City, the vibration is more dry, right? The earth plane is more dry where I think you're in North Carolina. So it's the earth plane there has a little more waterness to it. You're right on the coast, right? So you get the mist in. So you have this earth plane grid frequency and then you have the heaven frequency. So again, we're more dry here. I mean, we, we have every season, but your season, you bring in more of the um, hurricanes and, you know, you still have the moisture from the heavens. And then you're in between mm -hmm. that. Where Australia, again, the vibration there, same thing. So everywhere on the earth plane carries a different code and a vibration. And when your body syncs with the vibration, you're more in tune with it. Then your frequency pops and then your light shines on. So a lot of people are in the wrong space on the earth grid that doesn't resonate with their code of what they've been born into. And once they move the frequency, this is just one avenue, by the way. Once you move to where you're sinking, your whole life shifts. Like when I say sinking, I'm like you're in vibration, you're in your own frequency, mm -hmm. you're in your codex, you are resonating, you're on fire and you are like free. Your whole life changes. So yeah, I, and I know that experience. Um, so what, like on on that to expand on that. So where we live is going to be either in alignment with the frequency that we're looking for. It's not going to be um, sort of the same thing with people with their careers. And you know, some people are chasing money when they when really they they would desire to chase something else. Like, what's your concept? What's your idea of this concept of the American dream? Like, what does that make you feel? So I, for me, I love, like love is the, love is it. 
love is that love love of everything if you you know and then your beliefs you don't really you know we get programmed with our beliefs of what we're supposed to be and what a great life is well honestly me to have a house uh with a picket fence and a that is not the life for me my heart does not sing there my heart loves my heart loves honestly i love solitude i love nature i love um i don't need like I rather be a tourist than a traveler. So it's a matter of doing what your heart wants and your belief system and your belief system and question the belief. So a lot of people are programmed that, you know, you get great grades, uh, you get married, go to college, have kids, buy a house, uh, la, 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 la. and how many of those people are miserable? A lot. Oh, no kidding. All right. Yeah. And the set, what happens is, this is where the midlife crisis comes, you reach a time and space and you wake up and you're miserable and you wonder why. Well, you weren't living your life story. You were living the pre-story of what your parents programmed you, what this life is supposed to be. So when you start resonating from your heart filled and doing what your heart wants, you come alive. Your spirit comes alive. You're living from your spirit self versus your soul self. And we all have a soul biography. We all have a soul story. Those are things that we've already done. We've already made it past them. Now it's time to awaken to a whole nother side of who we authentically can be in our heart space. And we, you know, people get afraid of, judgment, not being enough, uh, worthy. And I mean, the list is on and on and on. A lot of people don't even love themselves because they've been told they were bad <laughs> or not good at, or whatever. And it, I literally, everyone I talk to, the first thing I always ask them is what you do that's loving to you. It could be eating, exercise, uh, breathing, meditation, like what are you doing that makes your heart sing? I make a promise to myself. I will not do what does not make my heart sing. That means if That's I, awesome. I won't give up certain things. Like I have a trainer I work out with that I don't give up. I don't switch my schedule. This is, you want to be on my circuitry? This is what you got to do. I can meet you here, but there has to be this way, right? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's so, yeah. so important here. And it's interesting, you know, when you were saying that, um, I, I actually had a conversation with my wife the other day and we're talking with our niece and we were saying that, you know, when we grew up, we got told about this thing that, about a midlife crisis and our interpretation was, was very similar to yours. It's just like, you know, when you're a kid, you get all these dreams and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Life's going to be amazing. And when you're 20, you're like, you think like by the time you're 40, you're going to have everything you want. And then people don't follow their heart. They don't follow their dreams. They end up going with the status quo or what society's telling them what to do. Then they get to their late thirties or forties and it's like, they're just like, oh crap, like I'm not actually living the life that I thought I was going to live when I was 20 or when I was a kid. And then they're like super disappointed and bummed out. But but society kind of acts like a midlife crisis is a thing that comes and gets you. It's like a disease that comes around and gets you and like you were just a victim. But it, it's people being misaligned with what they actually truly care about. And that's what it, uh, we're all about here at Freedom Hack Radio is 
you know, I, this is why we explore all possibilities because I know the perfect ideal freedom lifestyle for me, you know, as being in nature, traveling, surfing, being with my wife, um, dining out and things like this. We love this. This is the life we love to live, but that might sound terrible for somebody else. You know, someone probably just, other people might just want to spend more time with their kids and that might just blow their mind to be the number one mum or dad or something like this. So, um, so this is this is where I think we all need to explore what's right for us. And we can't like look at television and say, hey, um, I've got to do that thing. So how do we how do we get deeper? Um, how does one person get deeper into what is the core um, you know, vibration with them or something that really resonates with them? If people are like confused and they don't know what they want, what, what's some steps we can take to actually dig deeper and, and get closer to finding that out? So again, I, I'm going to go back to love, <laughs> loving when you, this is the deal. You have to ask yourself questions. Like if you're miserable in your job, say, and this is, I'll use the job thing. That's fine. Okay. So you're unhappy in your profession, in your career. You need to ask yourself what you're unhappy with. Are you unhappy with your boss? Are you unhappy physically with what you were doing? Are you unhappy with how they're doing it because it goes against your beliefs, integrity? Do you belong there? Do you feel like you fit in, right? Um, the mind is kind of a catastrophic thing because our mind will generally talk us into anything based on the logical side of how you're going to pay your bills if you don't have your job. So I really don't ask the mind too many questions yet. Um then, you know, you have just writing down a list of these things and more, um, like, what does your heart say? What does your intuition say? Is this what you want to be doing? And as you, if you, you, you really can't get past your heart, if your heart doesn't love what you're doing, then you have to ask yourself why you don't love that career, right? Because your heart knows and your spirit knows. And if you're lying to it, you are never going to progress in that career because your heart's not in it to win it at all. Same thing with relationships. If you talk yourself into this is the one and your heart's not in it and you don't get that big bubbly joy feeling when you're moon eyeing with your loved one, your heart's not in it. The relationship's going to fail. You talked yourself into it. Your You let your mind get involved. Not your heart, not your feelings. You'll 100% end up divorced, end of relationship every time because your heart wasn't in it. You weren't invested. The heart does not want to lose. The heart wants to love. The heart wants to nurture. It wants to give. And when you resonate at that frequency and that vibration, whether it's a career, a relationship, a car, then you attract back into your circus that vibration and that frequency of what the heart wants. And then you move to the next level and you can argue with your belief system and just be authentic. If you don't believe something, that's okay. Somebody else has a different opinion. That's okay. But this is where we hit this feeling, right? Because my opinion or my belief might be different than yours. Instead of just validating and saying, oh, that's okay. Maybe open your awareness to, hmm, muse about it, think a little differently. Then, you you know, each level you go up and up. But bottom line is if your heart isn't in it to win it in the first place 
and you're let the mind get involved or you're open to receive what you believe love is, but your heart's not liking it, it's going to end hundred <laughs> percent every yeah. time. And, and I talk about this with people when I'm talking about, you know, taking an entrepreneurial leap and, and doing something like if your reason why at the end of the goal isn't something that's really in alignment with you, then when challenges come, you're going to get crushed. But if you've got a, like a really strong reason why, that's why you hear about like house moms that lift up a car to get their kids from underneath yeah. because their reason why is so massive. Absolutely. Um, so, but you're talking, yeah, and you're talking from like the heart perspective. So if people can't like hear their heart, um, how, do, how do they get closer to tuning into their heart? Do we need to go into nature? Um, would it help to sit down and meditate? Um, you know, is there certain practices that we can do to sort of get a little bit connected there? Okay, so ab absolutely. On my website, I have a, um, it's called the Buttercup Meditation. It basically, I designed it for my assistant. She was going through some hard times. Um, I customized it for her and I ended up sharing it with other people that were also having hiccups in their life. That's what I call them, hiccups or trivial pursuits. And uh, I basically go through and literally cleanse out your entire energetic field and the sphere around you. And then God, universe, co-creator, whatever you want to call it, comes back in and assists you to be in your skin. So that's one way to do it. Um, also, when you eat food, your body, before you eat something, your spirit, ask your spirit, should I eat this? Your spirit will tell you if it's good or not good for you. And you'll know within 15 minutes if you should or should not have eaten it. Your body is a vibrational beingness it does not function on toxic low vibration food it will create dis-ease in your body energetically it'll affect an organ first if it's emotional it'll affect your body as far as bones and structure if it's your mind food is very powerful again eating you want to maintain high vibration Start eating more organic and healthy. Be conscious of your food intake, water intake, rest, solitude. I always say nurture in nature because food carries the same vibration within the elemental structure as well. Um, chanting is great. If you're a chanter, you can ohm. You have to kind of figure out your body's synchronicity. Like for me, I have excess obviously of spirit and fire energy so i have to do cardiovascular when i start feeling a funk coming on i gotta go run i am a runner like run walk hours two hours just to i'll even flick my hands to get the crud off if i have to there's so it depends really it, you gotta go from the heart ask your heart does your heart want to run does your heart want to eat this? There's these questions you need to ask yourself because your your spirit and your heart will not lie to you. They want you to win. They want you to have experiences that are grander than the nine to five. <laughs> yeah, so you're, yeah, of course. So you're saying that um, we have a more instinctive ability all of us have an instinctive ability to know a consciousness that maybe some of us aren't tapping into and just try it on try asking you know what do i want to eat this do, do you want to do that 
Um, also, interestingly, when you were talking about um, if you're in a funk and you want to go out and do run, burn some exercise, do some cardio, I know that for me, one of the experiences I have, a very meditative experience I have is when I'm really, really deep in a super hardcore workout, like a CrossFit style workout. Um, I used to go to CrossFit for years. And now I do it at home. And when I'm like deep, deep, deep in my workout, I kind of, it's, it's almost like everything goes quiet and peaceful. And I'm just in this, it's like I can feel my heartbeat. And it's something about it. So it's, it's a really odd feeling. It's very peaceful. And um, I get that a lot from, from super intense workouts. So it's not always um, the obvious, is it? Well, and it's not. And what happens when you move your body, our bodies were meant to move. They're not meant to sit anyway. And that's creating a lot of our disturbance in the West. Um, we, we sit for work. And that's honestly not healthy, especially energetically. If your blueprint is too earthy, you need to move more than the average Joe because your frequency is already sluggish by nature, what you were born into. So you need to move more. So you need to be in an area where you can nurture that nature aspect of yourself, um, like a beach, people moving on the beach. Because it's easier, it raises their vibration. Even just listening to the waves of the ocean come in and out and recognizing that the waves of the ocean are recalibrating and moving, like cleansing and moving, you know, when they go in and out where the energy of a river coming down the mountain is like the veins of the body. They carry these different frequencies. And when you can tune into them vibrationally, you can clean up your own system through the ocean or even a rainstorm, right? That is like God universe cleansing through the frequency of rain, which carries more spark because it's rainwater than snow melting, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. Someone explained to me once, because uh, I'm a surfer and I love surfing, and I know that sometimes waves begin on the other, like halfway across the world, and then they come up, and then they come to the shore, and then they crash, and then it, it visually looks like that's where the energy stops, but it got explained to me that that energy can carry on. And like keep going and, and you know it, it transmutes from water into another form maybe air or vibrations or however however it transmutes but maybe that's one of the reasons why a lot of people like living by the beach it's not just the scenic side of things it's actually the energy that they're getting from from the beach especially if you like live really close to the beach yeah it's, well it's cleansing you we use water to purify reconcile and find peace and clarity. Mm -hmm. So water, especially ocean, right? That is the galaxy. That is like galaxy on earth where we have the galaxy up in the heavens of the star grid. We have the galaxy in the ocean, which is the ocean grid. So it's like those are two of the same frequencies. Just one's a galaxy, one's an ocean, but they carry a similar vibration. So it's like wishing on a star. You can go get a sand dollar out of the ocean and wish upon that same thing and throw it out in the ocean. It will still carry a frequency and a vibration, even though it's a sand dollar, just like you said, from this coastline clear to the next. It won't be as intense, but the frequency and the vibration is still there. 
That's mind boggling. And and you're talking about like in the galaxy, we've got this energy and then the ocean, we've got the energy. And then in our body, we've got like 70% water too. So there's got to be some kind of correlation there, right? Absolutely. 100%. That's why the moon, right? The moon is (laughs) effective. The moon does a lot of things and just paying attention to the moon. the, The moon is like the mother of the galaxy, right? Where the earth is the mother earth and the sun is the raw, the father over there. So we still have this trinity of these things that are interconnected. So we are like, so if I metaphorically said the sun is the father, the moon is the mother, earth is the womb of the children. So look at us on this earth grid and, you know, Play with me here. I'm going to sound totally crazy, which is awesome. (laughs) So from that perspective, we look like ants, right? Mm -hmm. So an ant, we have turned into worker bees where we work more than we play. And that is not our purpose. We are here to be creative, inspiring. We're not, we have turned into for a long time, I'll say, a slave economy. That's the other thing that this hiccup that's happening on the grid is creating. Like what really matters? We're having a death of the old slavery. We've all been slaves. And now there's going to be this shift to where there's more evenness in the frequency and the vibration between those dimensions and this dimension to bring in healing where people don't feel like a slave. And this goes back to um, epigenetics and ancestralization, where you heal your family line is ancestralization. The epigenetics is where you heal what you might have been or done in a past life. Um, The slavery, a lot of people, (laughs) this is going to get out there. Okay, so I don't even know where I'm going here, but I guess I felt like I needed to. the epigenetics, like slavery, is still in our genes. We've carried that through through like over 200 years. And even people that carry that vibration from another lifetime, they're clearing up the karmic clutter of the slavery and the fear of being a slave that's been hiccuped back to that whole other lifetime. So it's Like, um, it's people that always don't look at two sides of the same coin and they only stay on that same path. Same thing as the uh, midlife crisis. You have to shift the paradigm and let go of the slavery, like your worth and your value. Like we let other people determine our worth and our value based on these energies that you've carried back from either your epigenetics or your ancestral line that you need to clean up, whether it's yours or not, it creates this debris that creates illness too. (laughs) Boy, that was nice. 
Yeah, this is beautiful. Thanks for sharing. And there's like no place we won't go here too. And I, I didn't find that at all, like too far out there. Um, I actually appreciate the oddities and weirdness of, of things in life because I actually find that that's where a lot of interesting things are. Interestingly, like as adults, it's almost like if you if you do something that's non-adult and it, it's childish and it's it's socially unacceptable, but like kids have fun like there's nothing like kids don't judge or question when it comes to that we only start doing that when we're like teenagers um so this whole cleaning up process do you feel that this is something we can do by living in alignment with um what we really want to do and kind of like breaking the breaking the chains of of trying to follow the american dream or, or is it bigger than that actually it's it's bigger than that we need more of a um it's actually both so you have like your own dreams and, you know, you have to stick with your your dream. Like, I didn't, you know, like I said, my neighbor didn't wake up that day and say, hey, I'm going to run over Tanya twice today and almost kill her. I don't think she ever dreamt that, right? That's a hiccup. So in my heart, so there's forgiveness, there's being merciful, and there's being compassionate. You still need those things because those resonate in the heart center. We are... We should be more loving to humanity. Like the atrocities that go on are like really disturbing. And we've put a blind eye on all these things for so long. Like, why would you like allow somebody to be a homeless person or you can't stop and help somebody fix a tire? Like the ego set, it gets so far ahead of humanity. We forget to be human. And you, it's, it's, that's disturbing to me in a whole nother dimension anyway. But so the ancestral stuff and the epigenetics to clean all that up is to, you know, you have to go through what's called the dark night of the soul, get in touch with your shadow, your things that you need to clear up in this lifetime, like with integrity, would you want somebody to do those ABC nasty things to you? You know what I mean? You put out that frequency and that vibration to just be loving 24% or, you know, beyond. But um, there's not just love, but it's when you shift somebody else's frequency to love themselves and love themselves some more, you've raised the frequency of the entire planet and not competing. This is where we get kind of screwed up, too, is competition. Competition on your job, competition on your looks, competition on how you eat or don't eat, your clothes, your car, whatever. That That is a, another thing we got to get rid of. Who cares? I, the only person I want to compete with is myself. That's who I want to compete with. But, I mean, there's so many things and varieties. Like, I could go down all these different paths, mostly because... It all literally goes back to self-love, love of self. When you love yourself enough, then you can love others and then you can spread it out into humanity. Just like inviting a stranger over for a meal, giving a homeless person, hopefully they are, 10 bucks or or whatever, because you're, you're sharing the frequency and the vibration. And that what you put out always comes back to you, positive or negative. The universe doesn't care. The universe is watching from a whole other experience, watching our experience going, 
why do they do that? Why are they so hateful? Why are they so hurtful? Why do you know, where does this emotion come from? And that's what you got to clear up because angry people are angry because when they were growing up, maybe their mom was always angry. Maybe their dad was always angry. So there's a pattern there. And when you let people validate whatever emotion they're having or whatever thought they're having with and really listening, then you can clear up that chaos and then hopefully bump up to the next one because there's all these layers that get hid under the carpet that we think we're protecting ourselves, but in reality, we're hurting ourselves. And, and I, I love what you're saying here with like the frequencies we're putting out are the frequencies we're getting back and, and they're not necessarily going to be in the same direct form. They could come in a completely different form. And I'm assuming that what you're saying, the frequencies you put out, that's, that's like our thoughts. Like literally if we're like sitting here, like having bad thoughts about like, Hey, I'm going to screw this person over. Like I haven't said anything. I haven't done anything, but I've been thinking it. Like that's a vibration. And then if I actually do something or if I say something about somebody while they're not around um, or if I do something while somebody's not looking or if we do things in front of people, they're all vibrations, right? And all that stuff like can come back to us. And it might be like I, I've been going around and kicking dogs. Like obviously I wouldn't do that. But this is just an example. But if I'm going around kicking dogs, like maybe I'll get like really ill or something like this, you exactly. know, and that's like the energy coming back. Um, and I think that's, I think that's a, a really important concept because then, um, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and we have to step in and go, all right, we intercept all of these things and intercept these thoughts and intercept, um, but because we've all had experiences in our life where we could easily convince ourselves that, well, oh, I'm going to blame the other person or like, it's their fault. And they deserve, you know, they deserve to be punished for what they've done and all this kind of stuff, but it takes someone to be like comfortable with themselves and full to actually um love somebody even like you you know you 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 got squashed by the car and uh that you could have easily just gone oh my god you've ruined my life and like you're a terrible person but you had compassion for her like you had to dig deep for that right or, or you had to soul search to have that capacity um honestly i i didn't I, I knew others around me did, like my mom and my dad and, you know, but I knew like my heart knew she did not wake up and say, hey, I'm going to try take her out today. Nobody wakes up and wants to do an awful thing. They don't. Usually it's something else going on. And then I just happen to be in the way. In her frequency rhythm, right? So there's no really, yeah. there is no th such thing as an accident. The universe doesn't work that way. Accidents are the universe's way of moving us. Getting fired from a job is the universe's way of moving us. We weren't listening to the message. The universe moves yeah. us in different ways. There's signs that we don't pay attention to. And that's getting into the spirit, the intuitive side, our senses, the unseen reality that People have left focus on because they quit questioning, even in doctors. Okay. I have clients that go to doctors and take more pills than honestly they need. I had one client, I, I told her, I was like, I feel like you need to take all your drugs to the pharmacy because they're not getting along. She was breaking out in crazy rashes, random places. 
She didn't listen to me. Eight months later, she ends up in the emergency room. The drugs weren't getting along. She created herself a heart attack because mm. she wow. didn't listen to herself, her own inner voice, didn't question, put everything on the doctor, which I'm not saying the doctor was bad, but we we forgot to like think for ourselves on some dynamic and pay attention to how we feel inside. When you get a feeling that disrupts your frequency like you get that like dogs do it like you said my little dog he does not like men whoever had him before him me was mean to him and it was a man you don't forget the frequency it's not seen but he carries that vibration within him based on experience so we can shift our experiences to be positive or we can shift them to be negative again it's based on our perception, right? And the information and the experience from what we've had before in the past, where I am now, or the future. I get to decide that experience, as does everybody else. The frequency and the signature frequency, I prefer to go to a question of optimism or a sign or what am I supposed to get from it? Like, what's the meaning? What's the, and I don't, I'd rather be victorious and vivacious than the lackluster, depressed, the world's out to get me, the sky is falling, all these tragic things, because I know there's magic on the other side of fear. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. You know, a uh, couple of things there. The first thing was that... Um, the fact that you forgave the lady that drove over you that day, oh, not only did that like give her freedom, it also gave you freedom too. Cause as soon as you gave freedom, like as soon as you forgave her, you gave you, it gave you freedom and now you can move on and you can experience all the other stuff. Um, I was going to say something else too. What was your last comment just then? The magic on the other side of fear. On. Yes. The magic on the other side of the fear. Um, I always know when, when like crap is going down. And, and massive challenges show up in my life. Like now I'm, I'm attuned enough to know, go, oh my God, like I'm pretty freaking excited at what's next. Cause like, this is a big challenge. I know what's next after this is gonna be really freaking cool. And I'm, I'm excited to what that surprise is gonna be. Cause it, it always works out like that. Since I've been tracking it and watching it, every challenge that comes, if I overstep my challenge and push through it and get around it or do what I need to do, it's my opportunity to grow. Bam, on the other side, it's almost like clockwork. Something amazing happens and it's really, really cool. Um, and, and I think that's magical. Oh, so what, yeah, is, what, is your, what is your experience on uh, or, or your perception on the difference between happiness and fulfillment? I think happiness is a river, a consciousness river. And I think fulfillment is joy molecules where your heart lights up like a star total different frequencies and vibration um when your heart center feels fulfilled you literally release what's called joy molecules and they bubble out from the heart and they're effervescent and they go on forever and ever and ever and happiness is like a level right does that make sense so happiness mm -hmm. goes this way where joy molecules are effervescent and go everywhere
Yeah, and I, like I, I talk to a lot of people. I'm like, what do you want? They're like, oh, I want to be happy. I just, I just want happiness. And I'm thinking like, well, you probably don't because that's an emotion. You can't have that all the time. Mm-hmm. You probably want fulfillment. Um, um, but, you know, a lot of people, that that's what they're looking for. They just want to be happy. And then so they, they look for things that give them temporary happiness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the temporary things that give you happiness aren't the things that fill your heart, are they? Usually. I think a lot of them are things that aren't even that good for us. You know, especially if you're eating. A lot of the things that give you happiness are not that good for you. I think a lot of people put happiness on making other people happy first, not themselves. Mm. That's why when you go buy the new pair of shoes, they give you that happiness for that moment when you wear them that one time. And then you need another pair because it's it's that instant gratification of happiness. So when you start resonating with your what makes you happy, what makes your heart sing, the happiness to go buy stuff, because that's a lower frequency. That's like your first chakra of belonging and safety and security and materialism. You don't feel safe in the world and you're using that little conduit to buffer the thing that's really bothering you. It's like the what you're putting under the rug right? That's what that is doing and manifesting in the physical world because in your mind or your belief system, it's never enough. And then what happens too, it goes back to the patterning of your childhood and maybe what your mom and dad did because they didn't want to deal with their emotional state of awareness. So they, they you keep trying to buy people something to love, to bring this happiness. And why aren't you happy? Well, I bought you this car. I didn't really want the car, but you're not talking about it, right? This is all this emotional woo stuff that you're carrying on your body. So that's when the implosion starts happening. It was never about the car or the gift. It was about the emotions of what really brings you happiness. And I've, I mean, I have clients, like I appreciate a gift, but what's interesting Um, I, the things that would absolutely bring me joy and like, I'm grateful for the gift. It's not something I love about me. That just told me this person doesn't know me well enough to know what I would love. Um, they always buy me jewelry, emeralds, rubies, whatever. I don't wear them. That is not who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. So that just, that's what this person loves. So they end up kind of Mm -hmm. buying what they love to give to you, whomever, because they're not frequenting your frequency because they're not listening to your frequency or watching what you're doing. Like a great book would be awesome for me. Give me money to go travel the world. That would be awesome for me. But baubles, I'm not a bauble girl. But you know what I mean? So it's that, you know, I A, don't want to hurt the person's feelings, but B, I don't want thousands of dollars of jewelry sitting in the cupboard either. So it's, it's kind of like that happiness quotient, right? It's the same thing. You're, you're pay, buying one thing to fill the void of the thing you want, which yeah. things aren't ever going to buy you that happiness. That You just have to have it inside your giddy self. Like, oh my gosh, I so love that. And another cool thing people should do, just my opinion, is when other people are happy and elated, be happy and elated for them. Like I went to a 50 wedding anniversary. 
I know I'm never going to be married 50 years, but I could be so stoked for them. They made that journey. You know what I mean? Like share in the joy and the love and the gratitude and the happiness of other people, like be their joy. That raises your frequency right there. I think that's, um, that, that's the sign of someone who's truly happy with themselves. Um, I like to share my successes with, with people that I'm close to because, you know, if I'm excited about something, I want to celebrate it. I never used to. I used to um, knock out a challenge and then I'd go, oh, whatever next. And, and, I was, and I wasn't celebrating and that wasn't bringing me like tons of fulfillment. So now I like to celebrate and I like to tell people about all of these awesome things that happen in my life. And um, there's some people that can handle it. And then there's some people that can't handle it. And um, it got explained to me once that like if my vibration and excitement level is like an eight out of 10, if I'm hanging out with someone who's at a four out of, four out of 10, they're going to kind of like try and drag me down to their level because that's the level they feel comfortable at. Whereas like someone who's an eight is going to be like pulling, pulling up. And um, I think that's pretty fascinating. It, that, that is so true. But I mean, you st- that goes back to, you know, the freak you kind of have to drag them along with you and find out what excites them, right? Because not everything that excites me is going to excite you or whomever. We have our own experiences and our own excitement. It's just a matter of recognizing what excites somebody else and be excited for their excitement. Even though it's not something I would love, I can still be excited Mm -hmm. for the excitement. Like, say you won a surfing competition. That is not anything I would ever do, but I could totally be rah-rah for you, right? So that is frequenting the frequency of somebody else's joy molecules to shift the vibration. And just be, like, be in somebody else's glory. Be in their shine. If they're happy that, like you said, having kids in that little realm isn't for you, but your friends, hell yeah. It's not for me either, but I can still be stoked. Yeah. Right. That, 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 that connection with another being and really tapping into like what's important to another person and really listening to what another person's saying and really hearing them that got explained to me in a word, um, which I'd, you, I'd, I'd heard used other places. And that word was charisma that, um, if, if someone has really, really deep charisma, then it's actually their ability to just stop and, and pay attention to somebody else and listen to somebody else and truly hear hear what their needs are and all of this. And I, I thought that was a pretty cool way to look at things because um, I thought, you know, in the past, our perception of charisma is like, oh, I'm going to show up to be a very colorful person and I'm going to be entertaining. Um, and I, I thought that was a really cool way of looking at things. So I want to I talk a little bit here about energetic healing because I know this is how you help people. And, um, and I kind of want to start off with some of the basics so um tell us a little bit on like how essential oils can affect us like what's what's the benefits and how do they play a role in our health so essential oils are again um frequency frequency through smell so we have an olfactory system that regulates both sides of our brain and smell can raise our frequency in the brain the limbic system and wake it up I use essential oils on the energy centers, generally blends of different oils, but I like the client to smell the oil. So the experience, whether it's like present moment now or childhood or past life or future life, 
it kind of kind of wake up their body to raise the frequency and the vibration. So all essential oils carry a base note. Usually those are earthy aromas, pines, stuff like that. Then you have a middle note and a top note, just like music. <laughs> so essential oils, you can create your own music within the essential oil to raise the vibration of the person. And within our energetic centers, we have different notes as well through the body that the oils can actually resonate with to raise the vibration or dissipate or tone. It just depends on the, what the person is going through, the experience they're having to where they're blocked energetically, whether it's through a chakra, the meridians, your auric field, um, you know, people that do a lot of heavy, heavy drugs or toxicity, their energetic field is scratchy and dark and netty looking. So you can use essential oils to dissipate and move out the debris that gets stuck in the energy field before it hits the energy centers and goes in the pathways of the body. So I use them differently based on the person's energy flow. So if I was, so I work with essential oils, I work with tuning forks, I work with light, I work with bowls, and I work with herbs. So it just depends on the person's frequency and the vibration that I'm seeing to what delivery system or tool I might want to bring with them or have them use at home to shift their frequency and their vibration to come into alignment with the being they're meant to be. And, and when you said um, bowls just then, you're talking about like sound bowls? So I use sound bowls about? and a chakra bowl. Okay. One's a Tibetan bowl. One's like a crystal bowl. Ah, oh, okay. I gotcha. Um, and so it sounds like all of these things, it's, it's all frequency, right? And just in different forms. Some are liquid, some are vibrational sound, smells, things like this as well. I've, I've actually heard about um, hitting gongs and like gong, thera gong sound therapy. I don't really know much about it. Um, that's another form of, of this kind of healing. Right. So energetically, we all come in with a code. Some people's code is going to be essential oils. Some people's mm. code is light. Some people's code is sound. Some people's codes are needling and frequencies. It depends on your energy body. So what might work on my body might not work on yours because your frequency and your vibration resonates differently. doesn't mean the process is right or wrong. It just means your frequency is not the same as mine. So what I need to use for me might not work for you because we are not on that same vibration. Same as your friend, mm. when you're elated and excited and sharing your joy and your success, and he's down here at this level four frequency, same thing. He's not matching your frequency because his frequency vibrates at a different frequent than the one you're frequenting. So he might yeah. resonate like you get um, an award or a success of all you surfing again, where he he views success maybe as something like um, mental thought kind of writing a book or whatever. Mm -hmm. It carries a different vibration in writing than it would on a wave. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. In an yeah, odd way. <laughs> so and, so. and so you're tapping in, you're tapping into this. Yeah. So depending on the person, you know, and I have to, when I go into somebody's frequency in their body, like, um, my guy, David, he shows me all kinds of things, whether I'm looking at your galactic grid and your codex outside of the galaxy, or I'm looking at your imprint in the earth plane. These two have to get along and merge together to raise that vibration. So depending on how much stuff you have going on that's caustic or chaos or trivial pursuit will depend what frequency I got to go frequent to pull your frequency over to get you back in alignment. So it might be, you know, it might be through food. Mm. Might be through food. Yeah. It might be your home vibration is sick and I got to go clear that up. That's feng shui, right? The home, mm -hmm. the patterning in the home might be your mental, yeah. your mind, your thoughts. So, I mean, we have all these, it might be the sounds, your affirmations that you tell yourself. These are different ways that you can bring your body into alignment so you can be your best self. Some people do need affirmations. It works wonderful for them. Some people need chanting. They need to open up their throat chakra because we're all energetic beings. What works for one does not, we are not a one and all group of people. So if I feel like there's something I can't do for somebody, I will refer them to somebody I know who can. That's just how I operate because it's never a one and done. And we all have this journey to be like our most lit up self, like the star. We are all star beings. We have our own light. We should be shining brightly and loving everybody's light for who they are. And, and it's so cool to be around somebody when they are actually living that and having that experience. It's, it's oh, yeah. awesome. And, and as you're actually saying this, I'm also thinking like, so you f go back like about 15 years for me when I was living in Australia, mm -hmm. I used to play the drums and I played the drums almost every day for about 10 years. And it was like my favorite thing to do. I loved it. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and then I, I, since then I traveled and I went around the world for six years and I, you know, can't carry a drum kit in your backpack. So I hadn't picked it back up, but I'm really like itching to get back into it and um, want to build a studio and go for that. Um, and as you're saying all this i'm just thinking maybe i was getting like the, the the vibrational energy that was like perfect for me when i was playing the drums there's got to be like a massive effect going on there yeah so drumming is i love drumming i have a shaman drum it was gifted to me from the reindeer people in the west taiga of mongolia the reindeer people are nomadic people that still live off the land they still travel every season they still live in teepees very so blessed cool. But drumming, so sound frequencies, right? Drumming is the earth. So drumming really grounds the body. Where the cymbals on the drum, they're a higher frequency. So you have all these things within the drum to literally balance your entire energetic field. Bell, like it's amazing when you see all those things and you understand the modalities and the frequencies and just the tuning in lights you right up that's awesome
That's awesome. I, I never even considered that um, perspective to look at it. That's that's really really cool. So you've talked. We've talked about essential oils. We've talked about um, the energy and the frequency of food. We've talked about um, nature and connecting with nature. I'm also a, a big fan of breath work mm. um, and like breathing and breathing exercises. What, what's your spin on breath work? So again, everybody has their frequency, right? You're born. So you have your earth grid plan, you have your personal plan, you have the heaven, the galaxy plan. So when most people that need to focus on breath work are people that um, their third eye is congested or blocked, they get headaches a lot, their lungs have issues, they're um, congested, they have poor venous circulation, there's different reasons why breath work's important for different energy bodies. Um, and just like to cleanse the lungs, obviously breath work is amazing, but it helps release the toxicity because the lungs and the air, it's kind of like this third lung thing going on with your skin. And the body is reflective. Whatever's going on within the body will actually show up at the level of the skin. So depending on the breath work, you know, we, we, we've been taught not to be, breathe through our belly. Well, our belly is where the Buddha breath comes in. It's like the fire of the spirit is in the Buddha's belly. So breath work is huge as well. There, I mean, it depends, again, on the person. There's, you know, runners, obviously, they have to obviously have great breath work because they're running majestically. Um, yoga people, some breathe really well, some not so much, um, because they're, you know, the mind gets stuck on the breathing thing. I can go into that one. Um, but breath work is huge for different reasons because in oxygenation in our blood, but also the nutrients in the red blood. So they kind of work together in a polarity because you have like the lungs and the heart are right next to each other. And if one's congested, then it kind of wreaks havoc on the next one. So I do a lot of breath work as well. Um, I do, you know, you can actually cure or assist somebody with ADD by just the breath, by plugging one nostril, because what happens is they're not shifting their frequency in their breath. And most people shift their breathing, their nostril breathing, every hour and a half but people that are ADD one side of their brain is firing more than the other generally they're left nostril breathers because their creative side is just on fire so you just take a piece of cotton and plug their nose and it automatically shifts you're going to have to do this more than once just to settle them down especially kids they don't need a drug they just need to learn how to breathe properly again we don't focus on that. We just focus on the drug, the pill, whatever, because we're not listening to the body. But again, that's why movies are only an hour and a half long usually because it, we can only focus for an hour and a half before we want to do something different because our mind escapes us. So we're, we're always vectoring left and right when we're balanced, when we're imbalanced, one's more active than the other. So there's my little spill on breath work. <laughs> so it's huge. I, Obviously, we have to breathe, right? 
Yeah, and it's like, this is what I love about your message and your philosophy and your beliefs here. And because I have the same beliefs, it's like I truly believe that everything that was provided in nature is everything that we need to heal us. Like you're not, you're not coming here with like any new fad. I mean, there's no trademarks here or anything like this. There's no like, there's no drugs or like things that you have to do. It's like, it's all natural. And, um, and, the, and, the, and the direction that you're coming from is more like, let's work on the root cause and, and get ourselves in a, in a good place so that we don't even have anything that we need to, we need to react to. And I think that's an area where, uh, the modern medical system is really lacking. It's a very responsive system and, and they have the, they have the wrong motivations. Like they're motivated and, and incentivized to actually give you drugs and things like this financially incentivized. Um, so I think, I think this is amazing. So a couple more questions. I'm about to wrap this up. Um, what's the idea of an ultimate freedom lifestyle for you? Ultimate freedom lifestyle for me would be the ability to travel at will to places most people would never want to venture. That would like what Mongolia, I rode for a full plus day in rain and bogs to go visit these people. And that was amazing. Um, I went to Africa and I was again with just really being in the culture, but still honoring the validity and the, you know, how they live just because they live differently than we live doesn't mean it's right or wrong and validating that space. Like I love, I think people are magical. I feel like I see their magic before they even know their magic exists. So just being somewhere and watching and observing in time and space and seeing the beauty that resides wherever you might be is magical. That's, that's awesome. I, I would love to have an experience like that with the uh, Mongolian people that you were talking about. Like one of the things I've thought about would be really, really cool to go live with Eskimos for a week or two and just like have an experience to see how they live their life. Cause I find that fascinating. Um, I think that's amazing. So I totally get it. I totally get that. Um, if there was one message that you could share with people who are listening right now that are in search of living a freedom lifestyle and being free, what would be like the main message that you would want to leave people with? Well, you already know the answer to that one. <laughs> love. Love the skin you're in. And just when you think mm. you love it, love it some more. <laughs> that's awesome and then this is actually uh the a free video series that you have too isn't it Absolutely. i love the skin you're in and um I, I know you've got a lot you've got like so much teachings and so much to offer um is there anything like special that you wanted to share with with our listeners today um honestly so that buttercup meditation if you feel like you are not loving the skin you're in that's a really a magical meditation that I created. I didn't know how magical it was until other people gave me their testimonies and their gratitude. Um, I feel like it was just authentic from my heart when I created it because it was for my assistant. So there's a lot of love and passion and charisma and just validity of heart in that meditation. And I also, um, if you're curious about the energy body and how it works, 
I've just launched the Energy Body Demystified. It's an online course. You get to work with me as well. But it's about how you can connect with your energy body um, from the ground floor all the way up. That's what inspired my free video series, Love the Skin You're In. You'll get to hear more about me and my journey and how I work with light and sound. I also created, um, it's called the, the Elements. I talk about the different elements and give you a different perspective on how you can work with the elements to bring healing to yourself or to others. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of stuff. That free video series, like, honestly, is life-changing as well. But the Energy Body Demystified takes you on a journey inside your beingness and outside your beingness to where you can actually become your own healer authentically from the source of spirit versus um, the source of man's world. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And for everybody listening and watching right now, there's actually going to be links to all of this in the show notes. So all you have to do is click on the links. And if, if someone wanted to continue the conversation with you, uh, how, how would a listener um, get in touch with you? Uh, my website, tanyad.tv, join my musing newsletter. You can email me there as well, um, tanya at tanyad.tv. Um, or, I mean, I'm on social media. I'm pretty quick to comment and ask questions. Like, I go live every day myself. I like to interact with people. Um, my motto is changing lives, igniting passions through the information highway while awakening the spirit. Um, Again, it goes back to this love of self, the love of spirit, and you shift your vibration. And energetically, just knowing where you're, you're blocked to open up the corridor so you can be your best self on your journey through this plane, then you can transform to the next. <laughs> Awesome. That's awesome. You know, thank you so much, Tanya. I mean, I already feel my vibrational energy has raised through this awesome conversation that we've had here today. So I can't thank you enough. You've really poured your heart out. And, um, you know, like I said, to all of the listeners, there's going to be links at the bottom of the, the show notes so that you can follow up with Tanya, um, check out her courses and continue the adventure um, of loving yourself and healing. And, you know, the more of us that do this, the better the world's going to be. So thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. This is Freedom Hack Radio. For those of you checking this out on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, um, leave some comments, let us know what you thought of this conversation. Uh, same thing if you're tuning in your favorite podcast platform, make sure you leave us a review. The, your, your interaction really, really does matter. The more people um, that know about this, the more people that we can help live a freedom lifestyle, heal themselves. And uh, you know, we're really, really excited about this. So thank you guys very much for tuning in tonya thank you very very much it's been an absolute pleasure ah, Shay, thank you for having me i loved it grateful <laughs>